Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Goodbye, University. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for tuning in for our third and final piece of this course on Getting Right with Action. So far, we have talked about the role that action plays in our manifesting process, and we've covered the different types of action so that we can get more clear about how we roll (laughs) and maybe make some improvements wherever we see opportunity for those. But today, what I wanted to do was cover the five most common action challenges and antidotes to them. So that will include addiction to doing, habits of figuring out how, procrastination, inspiration blindness, and lastly, the challenge of trusting nothing. (laughs) So we'll explore each of these challenges briefly just to make sure we're clear about what what each one is and and how to know when we're bumping up into it and then offer an antidote or um, a tip for overcoming each one. So let's jump right on in. The first I've got on my list, I think this is probably the most common one for us to experience, and I think it's endemic to many cultures. That's the addiction to doing, and it includes when we're trying too hard to make something happen, when we're over-efforting ourselves into a state of exhaustion or overwhelm or even frustration. And this is probably the category for workaholics, too. Like, whenever someone's knee-jerk automatic response is to engage action without checking in with guidance, like they're oblivious to their energetic state, that's probably an addiction to doing. And um, if you've got a strong habit of just making it happen yourself, you're energetically blocking the magic of the universe. And that's not how conscious creators roll. I'm thinking of an example of this, like say someone is an author and he wants to get his books sold, so he's going to take massive action because <laughs> he read a book <laughs> from someone telling him to take massive action. There are so many books about massive action. I can't even believe it. Uh, so he goes on a book tour. He's doing an Amazon campaign. He's going to hire a PR company. He's doing as many interviews as he can book and he's trying to get bookstores to let him do signings and Everything he can think of, and the entire time he's not paying any attention to the energy the energy that he's flowing, or even listening for where his guidance might be calling him, he's just all about doing it. What else could I be doing? And if he's not doing something, he's not happy, because he really thinks that he has to make this happen himself. Okay, this, is it exhausting just to even hear me describe that? I just heard myself take a deep breath. Oh, this is... This is not how our system is set up, despite what we were trained, despite what others might want us to do in service to our jobs or whatever things we're supposed to be creating in the world. The way it works best, well, we covered that in the first call, how the system is set up. So we know that this is not us in our (laughs) highest uh, form of conscious creation. And I think in order for us to overcome this, what we really need is awareness to recognize 
when we're engaging it, to learn to spot it. Because if we don't see when we're in this routine, we're not in a good position to make a new choice. So the first step is to become conscious of when we're doing this. And then, you guys, when we do that, let's not judge ourselves for it. Could we just skip that part? I know it's really natural to think of ourselves as wrong when we recognize we've been trying too hard to make something happen. But let's just love it about ourselves instead. Because I think by dropping resistance to this habit, then we'll actually make it easier to work with. So please, no judgment. And then let's remind ourselves how the system does really work. Action doesn't create. Vibration creates. So harnessing your vibration is way more effective and powerful than just pushing atoms around with your two hands. (laughs) Okay, and then when we remember how the system works, our next step is to practice that, to release our reliance on doing and start engaging our vibration management practices instead. Right, So we trust the system as we know that it works and we make a choice to stop doing so much. We only do something if it feels good and practice being okay with that. Right, Or at least be willing to disengage those action habits when, when they're unpleasant or overwhelming us or leading to exhaustion and that will get easier with practice. But I really think awareness is our first key. And then just being willing to choose differently. To choose something that's in alignment with how you know the system works. Another approach here might be to ask yourself how you would detox from any habit that you wanted to relieve yourself of. Whether you know it was an action or a substance. And then just use the same template. Whatever worked for you before. Like, I don't know, how did you stop swearing? Maybe that same routine could work here. Or how did you give up caffeine? You might notice when you look back on past successes for changing old habits that it started with a decision and a commitment, and that's all you really needed to transform habits. But however you go about it, um, let's do it with some self-love. Let's not make ourselves wrong for any of these. Because, look, I know a lot of conscious creators, and I think many of us still engage some of these. (laughs) At least I'm in that category, (laughs) and I know I'm not alone. Um, But we are getting better at it. We are getting better at it, and um, it's getting easier every day. Okay, the second habit I wanted to cover was, or the second action challenge, it's the habit of how, the habit of figuring something out for ourselves. You know how, (laughs) I like this reminder, hands off the hows. (laughs) Anytime I think I got to figure it out myself, I'm like, Jeanette, no, 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 get out of universe's way. It already knows. It already knows the best path. And just because I don't know it or I don't see it, I don't have to be privy to the plan. I know universe has one. It's, it's, It's got more than one. And it knows way better than I could ever figure something out for my own self. So all I got to do, stay focused on what I want and do what feels good. Because as long as I'm focused on where I want to go, that means I'm aligned. And in that alignment, I can trust any inspirations, any impulses that come to me. So anything that feels better or sounds good, that's me honoring universe's signal saying, hey, this way, girlfriend. (laughs) Um... So, what do I want to say about this one? Um, I think when we feel compelled to to figure it out how for ourselves, it it's indicative of a lack of trust in not knowing, right? Like we don't really know how to allow universe to deliver the goods itself. It's it's so much better at this than we are. And that doesn't necessarily mean we don't do anything. But if it needs us for anything, it will let us know by tapping us on the shoulder and saying, hey, you over here now. And that tap on the shoulder is something that feels good. We'll talk about that 
when we talk about inspiration blindness so that we all know how to recognize the tap if universe needs us to be anywhere or do anything in order for our dreams to come true i think a lot of people um they they don't know how to trust something without being able to see it for themselves so getting comfortable with not knowing is part of our antidote or part of how to overcome habits of figuring something out Oh, if I had an example on this one. Oh, say someone wanted to increase her income. And so she this girl's studying it. She's reading up. She's planning and she's analyzing and plotting and scheming and she's trying thing after thing after thing. She she does a little local uh, local mastermind group for um fellow entrepreneurs, but no one would pay for the fee to be part of it. So then she's like, "Okay, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to sell this book." But she got discouraged with that because it's too much work and too little guaranteed payoff. So then she gets excited about real estate investing. Okay, if you're excited about real estate investing, this is the right place to go. But this person in this case wasn't. This is not a made-up example, you guys. (laughs) But she thought she figured, okay, real estate investing, this is how. She asked her parents for a loan, but they wouldn't give her as much as she needed. So instead she does network marketing and she goes totally all in on the system and she spends a bunch of money to do it and she's following their protocol on scripts with friends and family trying to get them to buy this health supplement and she's going to the annual conference and spending money on that stuff too and she's signed up for stuff at work you know because she wants to try to get a raise so she's trying to she's spending more time trying to become more valuable on a job that she doesn't really even want and she's considering a transfer to another city because if she could get more money you know she's doing the whole the cost of living analysis like okay so how much more will it cost me to live there how much more will i make she's not even asking herself would I like it? <laughs> Would it be fun? She's not paying any attention at all to whether she's lined up with more money. She's just trying to figure out how to make more money. Oh, does that exhaust you to hear this? <laughs> Again, that's not a made-up example. And it's not an unusual one, even among conscious creators. Okay, if anyone is having trouble seeing what's wrong with that routine, I'm going to refer you back to our first call <laughs> to review the proper role of action in our manifesting process. This is not an example of it. Okay, my disclaimer there. If she was doing any of those things out of inspiration, if she truly enjoyed those steps, then that's a completely different story. But any time that we keep trying to figure it out for ourselves how to make something happen that we want, we're sabotaging ourselves. The way that it works best is that we tune into the frequency of what we want and then we do whatever feels good. Whatever inspires us, it is that simple. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to practice. So, how to overcome habits of figuring out how. I think this is very much like our um, antidote to the addiction to action routine where first we notice when we're doing it, right? So we've got some awareness going and then we just choose to let it go. We do that by reminding ourselves how the system works. This is not it. <laughs> this routine I'm doing, figuring out for myself, that's not how the system is set up. Not in its best form anyway. And maybe you can remind yourself of one or two of your success stories of how well it works to let go of the hows and how powerful it is to not know, to not see the whole path. If you have had any of those experiences or you know anyone else who has, reminding yourself of those can make it easier to let go of these habits. I really think awareness is our most important key. Actually, no, I think the most important key is knowing how the system works. But after that, awareness so that um, we recognize when we're doing it. That's actually why we're doing this series, you guys, to remind ourselves how the system is set up and enhance our consciousness around how we are engaging action 
in our daily lives. Okay, our third action challenge that I wanted to cover. This one is procrastination. When I looked up the definition of this, I got two definitions here. One is the action of delaying or postponing something, which actually, that one sounded kind of neutral. That one didn't sound so bad. But the second one, I think, is the one we're more familiar with. It's to put off intentionally the doing of something that should be done. That one, right, you can feel some negative connotation with it. It's got some judgment around it. But um, I don't think that's, I don't think it's accurate for us to automatically judge it or conclude that it's wrong for us to be procrastinating. Here's why. Uh, This quote from Abraham, this is from their September 2014 workshop in London. Procrastination is the wisdom not to force anything you're not vibrationally ready for. Procrastination is wisdom. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Trust Abraham to put a really cool take on it. Um, They've also said, this was back in 2005, they said, when you feel enthusiasm to do something, it means you've lined up the energy and you are being inspired to take action from that point of alignment. When you don't feel like doing it, don't push yourself because your effort is not worth it. But when you line up the energy, the feeling of procrastination goes away. I really love that, you guys. So procrastination, I think, is more of a judgment of ourselves that we think we should be doing something other than what we are doing. And when we remember that shoulds are not the path that we want to line our life with, then I think it's easier to get okay with uh, when we're not engaging something that we maybe thought we were supposed to. So maybe all there is for us to do on this one is to release the judgment and then to listen for and honor inspiration. I think it's always wise to check our alignment as well, make sure that's in place, that we're plugged into what we want or focused on what we prefer rather than what we don't want. But as long as I'm pointed where I want to go and I'm doing what feels good, I don't care what anyone calls it. I'm on the right track. They can call it procrastination if they want. I call it working the system. <laughs> and I got, an, I got a recent example even. Uh, today, I sat down to the computer to do this recording first thing this morning. It's one o'clock. <laughs> okay, I didn't wake up that early. But... Um, Uh, So I'm at the computer, and here I am. Instead of doing my recording, I'm on Facebook. Then I'm going through my emails. Then I'm on Facebook again. Then I'm listening to an Abraham video, and I'm in the GVU forum. (laughs) I'm listening to a really cool meditation recording. And after a while, I was like, okay, Jeanette, why are you doing these things? (laughs) You're supposed to be recording your audio. But I didn't feel like it. I just didn't feel like it until I did. (laughs) And when I did feel like it, that's when I did it. Who knows? Maybe I just needed to goof off for a while and get my goof off quota filled for the day. (laughs) Or maybe I needed to wake up a little first, you know? I don't know. I don't have to explain it. All I know is that if it's not inspired, it is a waste of my time. Because I guarantee you, that's a different recording than I'd have made if, if I was requiring myself to do it like I planned it. It would have different energy in it than the one that comes from the place of, yeah, let's do this next. And I also know, not just do I create better stuff, but I'm having a better day when I let myself do what I want rather than what I think I should be doing. And you know what? Those better days, it all adds up to a better life. It's a good way to roll. So I think procrastinating isn't necessarily a bad thing in and of itself. It just might be a sign that we've got some judgment around what we think we're supposed to be doing. Um, And it is, I think, worth checking our alignment. So how to overcome this one? 
let's use it as a cue to check in on whether we're entertaining any shoulds for ourselves and let it be okay that, you know, maybe we're not making a beeline for the thing we were supposed to do, but also check our alignment, make sure we're pointed where we want to go. If you have any questions about that process, post in the forum or maybe refer back to one of the first courses that was delivered to you at GVU, the System Intel course, or even the first one in this one, how the action fits in things. Because when you're lined up with what you want, you can trust inspiration to let you know when it's time for you to do anything. And that leads us into our fourth action challenge that I wanted to cover today, which is inspiration blindness. <laughs> this is uh, not recognizing inspiration for what it is. Um, and, and it might also include not knowing how to set yourself up for hearing it, like you got too much other stuff getting in the way so that it can't actually get through to speak to you. And I think another challenge related to this is having the courage to honor it when we do hear it, because sometimes that's a deal too. <laughs> Here's what's going on here, guys. Some people don't know what inspiration sounds like or feels like, uh, so they don't recognize it when it hits. And that's because we've been trained to not listen to that inner guidance. We've been trained that that stuff isn't what matters. What matters is getting it done, following the rules, meeting someone else's expectations, keeping them happy, etc., etc. So we've kind of tuned out that voice that is so important for us because it knows where to put us. It knows, it knows where we want to be in order for all the good things to unfold. And, and I know there are some people who, who they recognize inspiration, but they just, they, they feel blocked in being able to honor it for a variety of reasons. They either don't feel the freedom to, or they don't really trust it or know how valuable it is. Oh, here's a, let me think of a little example. Oh, the quail are out front. Yay. Oh, good. I think there's seeds out there for him. Okay, so, um, oh, it's my friend's son, he's supposed to be making money to pay off a doctor's bill. So he, he books a job to go to work for the day, despite the fact that he really feels like staying home. Like he, he has to drag himself to get out of bed to go to work where he shows up a couple minutes late only to find after a 45 minute drive to the site that the job has been canceled due to the weather. And in the meantime, his sister was trying to get a hold of him back at home because she's got an event. She's trying to get a, a hold of him because uh, they're, they're hiring help for the day. Uh, they, what they, she needed him to do, it would have been more fun. It would have been easier work, not to mention free beer to do that job. Um, but he missed out because he wasn't there to answer the call. And that's kind of what inspiration is. It's the call from universe to be here or do this or whatever it's saying. It's your cue to get in position at the rendezvous point for your dreams to come true. I've heard Abraham say that the, throughout the day we have multiple rendezvous points sprinkled in our path that are calling us toward them. But if we don't know how to recognize that call and honor it, we're really not leveraging the system like it's meant to be used. So for the record, here's how to recognize inspiration. It's anything that feels good. Anything that offers relief, anything, any idea that lights you up, any suggestion that calls you forth, that's inspiration. You might feel it as a physical sensation in your body, or you might recognize it better by how it feels emotionally to you or energetically. I feel it as something sort of magnetic, like something's calling me forth in a way that I don't even have to conjure up my own energy to follow it because it's just easier to honor it than it is to do anything else. Kind of like being on the crest of a wave. It's just easier to go with it. It 
doesn't require any energy. It's the natural place to go. And it kind of feels like an expansion in my chest. My shoulders get a little lighter. I mean, it feels good. It feels like a yes. Or sometimes I interpret it as like a green light or an exclamation point. It's fun. It's compelling. It's better than anything else. It's it's obvious. Okay, and that doesn't mean that it's always like this big flashing neon sign with a huge call to action. I mean, sometimes it's something simple, like sit down for a minute, or make this bed, or throw away that to-do list, or like for my friend, stay in bed, don't go. And maybe you feel or interpret inspiration differently, so don't rely on my take here, but for me, um, it's, it's just whatever feels better. And what, and sometimes if you think of it as like a tap on the shoulder from the universe, I, I, you, who would ignore that? Who would ignore that signal? <laughs> Whether you feel it though internally, like something that's coming from within you or something that's calling you from outside of it, I'd like you to get familiar with how you feel inspiration and start getting comfortable with honoring it. What I'm doing is I'm just always listening for what feels better and heading in the direction of relief or joy or smiles or ease. That's how I'm being the cooperative component for universe, as Abraham would say. So the antidote to <laughs> inspiration blindness. I think it's, um, uh, well, one, we could just set an intention that this becomes easier for us to recognize and to honor. That would go a long ways. But I think that um, just making the commitment to hear it and to honor it more than you already do, I think we can baby step our way in this one and learn to recognize how inspiration speaks to us personally and then just find the courage to honor it when it does, however we're able. If it's contradicting some strongly ingrained beliefs, then you know maybe we're going to have to work with it for a while before we can really trust it fully. But get get in process on this one because this is an important part of our best manifesting. Okay, our fifth action challenge. Learning to trust nothing. Sometimes the best thing for us to do is to just get out of universe's way. Because what we want, it's already queued up. And we don't even have to do anything in order for it to be delivered. All we got to do is stop doing what we've been doing to prevent it or to block it. (laughs) So the act of doing nothing can be radical and powerful. And you guys know my favorite example of this is Abigail Steidley. She tells a story about how she just overworked herself into exhaustion to the point where she couldn't do anything other than lay down. She literally laid down for five days. Literally. Like, I think she said she alternated like from laying down on the couch to laying down on the floor to laying down in bed. But she wasn't like, she wasn't reading a book. She wasn't trying to manage her thoughts. She wasn't trying to feel better. She wasn't journaling. She just did nothing for five days straight, and she said so many magical things happened for her after she stopped doing anything. Like, for months, everything she'd been working towards, trying to make it happen, nothing was coming together. As soon as she stopped doing anything, miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. (laughs) At least it felt like miracles to her, because she wasn't working for it anymore, and here it was happening without any effort on her part. (laughs) I've never laid down for five days, but I did have a little trick when I was in corporate world and I had a client that wouldn't close the deal. You know what I used to do? I'd jump on the bus and just go for a bus ride (laughs) just to get out of the office, to stop worrying about it, to stop trying to make it happen, just to let someone else drive me around town for a while. And I wouldn't even be thinking about anything. I'd just be enjoying the ride. I do kind of like joy rides. (laughs) 
And that, for me, it was crazy magic for letting the phone call or the email come in saying we're ready to sign. Like so many times when I got back to the office, there'd be a message or an email waiting for me or it would come the next day. It was crazy cool magic, the bus ride. (laughs) Uh, So, okay, what's our antidote for mm, being nervous about doing nothing? I think... Listening to success stories where others have practiced this makes it easier for us to believe in and easier to practice. So the story I told of Abigail or my story, that might help you trust it some more. Maybe you can remember some experiences from your own past where that served you. I think experience, whether it's your own or someone else's, can propel you forward with this routine. I've got an entire ebook on the subject you might want to check out if this one is particularly challenging for you. Ooh, you know who is a really good uh, role model for this? Mark Allen. That guy has a really good relationship with nothing. We do have interviews posted in the videos department with Mark Allen, but you could search for him online. Um, M-A-R-C-A-L-L-E-N. I'm trying to remember what is the title of the book that he wrote that I liked so much. I can't read my bookshelf from here. Um, But yeah, finding, I think seeing examples of how this works in the world makes it easier for us to practice ourselves because none of us want to get to the point where Abigail was, where we're so worn out that it's literally not an option to do anything else. And, And some people do that. Many are in the hospital when they're experiencing this. But you guys, we're conscious creators. We can be way ahead of the game on this. So, okay, that's it for the five most common action challenges and the antidotes for them that I wanted to share with you today. If you have others you'd like to discuss or any other tips or resources to share, please post those in the forum for us. And I want to say thank you for listening to this course on Getting Right With Action. I think this has been a fun one. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Thanks, everyone. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.